2: Welcome to roto Wares Monday NBA DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm Joe Bartle and joined alongside me once again is Ben Miller. Ben, you beat me again. I'm in a bit of a slump. I think we talked about that on uh, Wednesday's podcast, but really... Neither of our lineups did fantastic on Wednesday. It's, it's a bit of a disappointment because we had been going in a hot stretch. At least one of us was definitely cashing in most games. And I don't think either of us would have escaped the Paul George dud of a game that no. happened last Wednesday. Yeah, he,
1: he absolutely killed us. I think with Carmelo Anthony ended up playing, which we were kind of hoping he didn't. Right. Um, yeah, he ended up playing george only had 17 vandal points when you're paying up for a guy that's nine thousand, that's not going to do the trick no um so yeah we we definitely definitely kind of struggled. i did pull it out though so yeah
2: it was by a little eight happy about it that. was by eight points and now you have i think you've won at least three or four in a row yeah. this is yeah. tough i mean the, the listeners can talk to me on twitter and tell me how bad i am at this but i i, I got that. i mean we both had a tough time really the pivotal point ended up being Dwayne deadman who i was saying i wanted to stay away from we looked at the defense positioning tool which i love to use on road wire and the kings were allowing the most Fanduel points to the center spot and i was like no i don't want to use a guy that's 5400 right. yeah and that and lo and behold it goes off for 10 times his value so yeah he had like i was i was monitoring it
1: pretty closely actually i think he had like 40 like almost all of it in the in the first half so um it was it was a
2: pretty pretty solid go for for a You know
1: mid-tier center
2: let's get to monday's slate. I think we have 11 games on the docket And I honestly thought maybe with thanksgiving right around the corner and all the nba stuff going on or all the nfl stuff going on That there might be a chance that there's less games. We have a little bit more variety to work Well, we do have variety but we (laughs) there's a lot of different question marks going into this There's a lot of different games. Wednesday is the same way too. Unfortunately, you will not be able to sleep off on wednesday We have a full slate of nba stuff. We have to worry about wednesday too, but monday a lot of injuries here a lot of things that could impact it. Let's start first with probably, I think, the biggest injury overall on Monday's 11-game slate. John Wall is a game-time decision, and to me, it seems like a very hard game-time decision. He missed, I was it, Saturday's game or Sunday's game? Uh, I think game? it was yesterday, yes, yeah, yeah, Sunday. He missed Sunday's yeah. game, so this is a back-to-back, and I think they, I read they play three games... Out of four days. Yeah. So they'll, right, they'll get yeah. off uh, Tuesday, but they play again Wednesday right away. So we talk about this. I'm assuming Wednesday. John Wall, game time decision, a hard game time decision with a knee injury. There is fluid built up in his knee. Tim Frazier started on Sunday when Wall was ruled out. This is a situation where if Wall plays, you're like, okay, this is interesting. The Bucks struggle sometimes against the point guard spot. They do have that uh, Eric Bledsoe came back and the, the different defense overall. But if he's out, you now have a three thousand player in Tim Frazier who will be a mainstay, I assume, in a lot of different lineups.
1: Yeah, near minimum guy, thirty one hundred. I think that's a great price. Um, and, and when you when you take into consideration, well, first off, I just want to say I feel like Wall's going to sit out. I know we were talking about this before the podcast. I think Wall sits out. Um, yeah, okay. in his knee. I just,
2: I've, I've a pretty good feeling. You know, the good thing is. The, the, there's the, the, a couple of ways to look at this, right? Because the Wizards against the Bucs, that's an Eastern Conference, not finals matchup. But yeah. This is a playoff matchup for both teams. The Bucs are right. trying to contend in there. They're doing all right this season. They, they're beating the teams they should beat. They haven't quite had some of these signature wins that we're looking for yet. The Wizards, on the other hand, they might do a Spurs approach where they don't want to show their hand against a playoff team in the Eastern Conference like the Bucks. They might just choose to sit wall in that case. Or, and this is kind of the way I'm thinking, the reports that were coming out early this morning was that Wall's well, not gonna play, Wall's well, not gonna play. And now we read this and it's he is a game time decision. He is a questionable yeah. it's almost felt like they upgraded him just a bit. And I agree with you that why would they play him? But the reports seem to indicate that they might actually with the flute in his knee. So that's where I'm like, I don't know. I, I really believe this is a fifty fifty chance that he could or could not play.
1: Yeah. And 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 also, you know, with with um his backup being a minimum price guy this this is huge for for what you want to do with your lineup right i mean um if if you if you can throw a minimum guy in there you can have one or two or three of these these super high
2: price guys absolutely and there's multiple minimum guys we'll get to that in just a little bit but i think this is the biggest of them if john wall is out what do you want to do with tim frazier we'll kind of go through that with our lineups another big high price guy that just appeared on the injury report here. Joel Embiid game time decision for his game with soreness in his knee. to me, the way this one cropped up just before we got on the podcast here says Embiid's not going to play. Yeah. But Rashawn Holmes is also a questionable decision for the 76ers too, which means they have little to no depth at all. So it might be a situation where Embiid has to play just for them to have a guy out there.
1: Yeah. And that's tough. I, I, I have, I think if anything they'd have to force Holmes to play. I, I don't think, you know, with how, cautious they always are with yeah. him, i feel like he's the guy that you know no matter what we'll, we'll sit him if we if we think there's any sort of concern there
2: Holmes is a game time decision with an illness they are playing the jazz though now we talked about gobert being out and what that means and how you need to think differently about what that jazz defense is is overall so that's a situation where if Embiid is officially ruled out, if Holmes is in fact playing, you might feel a little bit more comfortable with that. But I think the wall injury and then the Embiid injury are the two biggest things to keep an eye on when setting your lineup for this eleven game slate.
1: Yeah, and we could get a heavy dose of Amir Johnson then too for, for the Sixers. I oh, think he yeah. could he could shift over and play play some some center for them. So I think that's someone to, to monitor there. I actually do not know what
2: um Johnson's price is. Let me see. Well what see, at. I actually thought it was gonna be a Dario Saric game. When yeah, I saw yeah. when I saw Holmes questionable, when I saw him be questionable, I immediately thought, "Let's get Sark in there." And really, that opens the door for if the Jazz choose to go to the cephalosha route, or even Jonas Serebko, which they've been doing too. Shout out esports guy for right. us. Uh, he could be. Another one too where they play a little bit smaller and you could see Sark and Ruggierebko out there playing together. That's that's where I thought immediately it's a Sark game, not so much even an Amir Johnson game. Right, right. And it looks
1: like Amir Johnson's only three thousand. That's so another that's another dead guy. minimum price guy where if you know you're you just really want to get a couple of those top price guys in there you can you can make that that take that risk i should say um and, and if and or and or you know homes are out i think that's someone you can probably take a risk at
2: wall and beat are your ben's big bull takeaways for the start of this podcast the 11 game monday slate i will say there are plenty of other injuries to note and really a lot of different things you could do with your lineup let's start first with i think even more so intriguing than the wall injury i think you differ on this opinion is the cavaliers pistons game at seven o'clock eastern time tip off we know that shumpert will be out with the injury we know Rose will be out with the ankle injury so that's Rose Shumpert two point guards guess who's in it's Mr. Jose Calderon this is another 3,000 price point guard he has to play 30 minutes they don't have anyone else LeBron could be point guard Dwayne could be point guard you still need five bodies out there playing basketball I think Calderon at 3,000 minimum priced is a very very intriguing play For me,
1: it's just tough for me to see Calderon doing, you know, putting out numbers. I I get if he's just, you know, managing the game, going out there, uh, he'll get some assists. I think that's going to be, he'll get a couple points. I just don't think he's a guy that has the upside to put up, you know, 30 FanDuel points. So even though I get it, he's a minimum, I feel like, I just feel I'd be much more comfortable with a minimum guy like Frazier. I think Frazier has a better potential with his, his multi-category production. He can kind of do more. Um, I just, and, and with the Cavs, I think Dwayne Wade is just going to kind of steal those, those minutes and ball handling, um, opportunities from, from Calderon. So I, that's just kind of why I'm, I'm not as high on him. Why
2: do we think that Dwayne Wade's going to do that as opposed to Tim Frazier? That's so Frazier's going against the bucks, all that length. Frazier's is a smaller guy, the Pelican. I'm not the Pelicans. Wait, no, yeah, sorry, I keep getting it. the Wizards have other guys like Bradley Beal that couldn't do the scoring for them, whereas Calderon, it's it's LeBron James. And that's kind of it. I know you talk about ways a ball handler. Like I just think the yeah. score really isn't there anymore. I think that Calderon honestly is a better matchup, too, that he could be able to take advantage of it. The Pistons aren't anything special defensively.
1: No, I, I just, I just don't think Calderon really does. it. I think, I think Wade's going to actually steal more than that, more than that, uh, more of the, you know, ball handling, um, responsibilities than you think. I just, there's no one really behind, um, Frazier. If wall doesn't play, there's, they got like Tomas Sadaransky. I mean, maybe they can have more Bradley Beal on the ball, but I just, I just think Frazier's more forced into that 30, 35 minutes. And I don't think Calderon's really forced to do that. I, I still think Wade, uh, you know, Wade's going to
2: kind of steal those. All right, I'm going to put a couple of different lineups together for 50-50s. What do you think Calderon's ownage rate is going to be in a few of these? Which, so I'm going to give you, uh, so what's the highest, highest you think it'll be? Because it's such a big
1: slate, I won't say it's going to be huge. Um, if it was like a six-game slate, I could see it being up in like, you know,
2: the 30s or 40s. But in this slate, I don't know. 20, 25. Oh, see. I think it's going to be 30 or 35, really? 40. I, I really do. There's a couple of higher priced guys. I think there's 6,000, six players over 10,000 priced and each of them at least are studs in their own right. Not so much intriguing matchups. Yeah. There's studs in their own right. And then of course there's a whole litany of centers that you can use too that you could pay up for besides DeMarcus cousins, who's another high priced guy on the slate. I think that you see 30%, 35% either from Frazier or Calderon. We'll figure out kind of once Wall gets ruled out right. if he does. Yeah. But I really think that if he doesn't, there, there's a chance that Calderon's is 30%, 35% trade. Yeah. And in that case, you might have to start him.
1: Yeah, it, that is a case of whether you want to... Um get someone you know like a contrarian player or or stick with you know if if you think that guy's going to go off and you know you want to make sure you have him too it's it's yeah up for debate there
2: we've spent a lot of time on a couple of these injuries here so i'm going to run through a few more of these teams pacers magic seven o'clock eastern time tip off no real injuries to note for the pacers same sort of goes for the magic we know jonathan isaac will still be out with that ankle injury he's a promising rookie but hasn't been able to play much dfs purposes kind of eh. jazz 76ers we already talked about joel Embiid. we already talked about rashawn holmes i even discussed Uh, Tablo Cephalosha who is going to be playing which means that Jonas Repko could be limited he also has an illness too so it's kind of like well what do you want to do with that spot I really think it's a Dario Sara kind of game if Embiid is officially ruled out and I really think that you know Repko or Cephalosha could have some minutes but it's anyone's guess as to who we will actually be able to utilize for that jazz.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Sarich will be a good play either way. You know, whether he's even matched up against Sefalosha or or Jarepko, I think I think you're right, especially with Embiid. If he sits out, Sarich is a guy that's going to have to you know take on a lot of the, the center or the not the center touches, but the, the touches in the front court there. So I, I do like that play a lot.
2: Timbers Timberwolves and Hornets man I don't even know what I'm going on T Wolves uh seven o'clock eastern time tip-off I think this is sneakily one of the better DFS games of the 11 game slate we're talking about Jamal Crawford who's gonna be a game time decision with the migraine not really a huge DFS guy anyway Jeremy Lamb on the other side of things for the Hornets is a game time decision with the hamstring injury he was originally probable but he appears to be a downgraded. I think that's that should be a a noticeable thing for you maybe there's some more minutes for Dwayne Bacon I'm not a huge guy for him DFS anyway he's burned me too many times at least right Right. <laughs> and then Marvin Williams quad injury for the probable, honestly, the Hornets allow a lot of points to certain spots and the Timberwolves allow a lot of points to certain spots. So it becomes a situation where, Hey, wh- wh- what are we going to do here? Who do we want to utilize? I like a guy like Jimmy Butler quite a bit in this scenario against the Hornets team. that again, Sneakily ends up being a nice DFS matchup.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Jeremy Lamb sits out, I could see Nicholas Batum even being forced into more and more minutes there. (laughs) Did you Um, see
2: that he got 32 minutes in the first game back? And we were both like, we're (laughs) staying away (laughs) from Batum. He's He's not going to play very much. 32 minutes, 30 FanDuel points. He's now gotten 30 FanDuel points plus in two of the three games he's played. I am all on Batum, clearly the Hornets are too. Right, they have no reservations with him. He's, he's, he's <sighs> good for a full workload, and yeah, especially if Lamps sits out. Multiple times we've done these podcasts now, and it's like, oh, we're only going to play the player X for 20, 25 minutes. 45 minutes, first time it's out soon. right Yeah, away. right, the, yeah, with like the, the Sixers with Embiid for yes. the first few games. Yes, I feel um, like we should be learning our lesson at this point, but we haven't. Batum at 7,200 price, I like him quite a bit. That's a little bit of a spoiler for our Lamps. Moving over to the Clippers, 76ers, 7.30 Eastern time tip-off. Couple injuries here, but guys that really haven't been productive in their, their stay. Patrick Beverly game time decision with that knee injury; he's missed a few times now. We haven't brought him up, and that's ma- mainly because Cindarius Thornwell, the guy who he has been replacing or replacing Beverly, should right, say, yeah. has played thirty plus minutes four nights in a row and has failed to get over twenty Fanduel points.
1: Yeah, not a guy that really has the upside that you're looking for. Exactly, exactly or, you know, a minimum contract.
2: Talking about another guy with uh, no upside. It feels like Wesley Johnson's been filling in for Gallinari, who's been out with that glute injury. He's another game time decision, probably not going to play Monday, but Wesley Johnson also really hasn't been a huge DMS asset either.
1: No. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't done much else other than maybe hit a couple threes or anything. It just doesn't have the the multi-category potential there
2: on the flip side, though. This, I think is a sneakily big injury overall for the slate too. Tim Hardaway is a game time decision with a foot injury. If he's out that a hurts your spot at the mid tier shooting guard. There's, I mean, we talk a lot about spending low spending high on the shooting guard spot. I always like Hardaway as a mid tier option, kind of a little bit of a higher priced one. Sometimes yeah. if he's out, that's one big option away. It almost forces your hand that you either have to go way up or way down at the shooting guard. there's no in between if Hardaway's out.
1: Yeah. Hardaway is a guy that you love to just stick in there at the mid tier. Cause he's got such a high ceiling. Like he has those games where he just goes crazy. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think you're completely right. Um, it, it depends on if you think there's there's real value below it. I, I don't really like what there is there for shooting guard tonight. So I think you're right. So you may have to, this may be a night where you're, you're paying up for shooting guard.
2: Hardaway is the seventh highest priced shooting guard option at 6700 for Monday's 11-game slate. Dwayne Wade, the guy you mentioned is someone you think will take over a few more of the minutes with uh, Calderon having to play too. He's at 6200 Donovan Mitchell, a guy that we've talked about before at 6600 Those are your mid-tier options right now. Of course, there's the CJ McCollum's at 7000 Chris Middleton at 7100 but I feel like you have to pay up a shooting guard with a guy like uh, Tim Hardaway out and Tyreek Evans who we'll get to in a little bit likely to be a game time decision again Hardaway is a game time decision we don't know for certain but certainly seems to be trending in the way that he will miss even the comments that he was making following the weekend's performances that it feels like Hardaway thinks he's going to be out
1: yeah yeah it definitely sounds like he doesn't really want to you know play through that
2: which is fine I I get that trailblazers grizzlies we talked about this another segue into it Amino is going to be out with the ankle injury Conley or Mike Conley I guess I should say we talked about on Wednesday Mario Chalmers did end up being a pretty good play for a three three K player and then of course Conley is now ruled out for an extended period with that Achilles injury good for him that he can finally just you know rest that take that off I feel like he's
1: being hampered by it that's definitely the right play for the Grizzlies I mean they got to shut that guy down he's one of their best players so you don't want you you don't want that to linger even further into the season Um, but with Chalmers you know he's now he's prices yeah prices up there fifty four hundred exactly Not really, not really
2: something I'm too intrigued with. I, I just think that's a little too expensive for him. At least there's a mid tier option for the point guard spot. I feel like that's been a wasteland for much of the year. You either get the seven thousand guys, which end up being the mid tier, because then you have eight thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand press right. guys. Yeah, there hasn't been really a fifty four. Priced option that we're looking at, so I think that at least that's out there. I'm not going there this route because, yeah, especially with yes, exactly. Frazier and, and Calderon, with all those 3K options available that you could use, or you pay up for a guy like Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker, which yeah. we'll get to in a little bit as your kind of higher priced options. Well, then you're you're leaving it out. So I'm not going with that Mario Chalmers option, but I'm not saying it's bad. There's just there's just too many different areas you could go into. Yeah, that. I just think it's a little a little too high priced for him. Wayne Selden's going to be out with the quad injury. Brandon Wright's going to be out with the groin injury. Uh, you know, those are interesting options. Tyreek Evans, though, that's the big deal for me. Again, we just talked about that before. Tim Hardaway, game time decision. If Evans is out, and he has been a stud this year. I don't think there's any way else to put it. Right. He's been a stud. If he's out with a game time decision right now, the shoulder injury, if he's out, though, that's another shooting guard option off the table where you have to feel like you're paying up. And that, and,
1: and you're right with that. I just think it's worth it to mention guys like Dylan Brooks. Potentially, he's like a four thousand dollar guy. If, if this is if Tyreek Evans sits out, that's someone you can definitely consider. Maybe even a Ben McElmore who hasn't really done too much. He's been hurt for much of the year. Um, I
2: love, I love all those options, especially given Wright and Seldon are going to be out. Are yeah, ready for that. Yeah, there, there's somebody that has to score. Right? They're not going to score 75 points against the exactly. Trailblazers yeah, in all yep. teams. I know the Trailblazers has been better defensively than we thought, but somebody's got to score, so I, I agree with you. I, I need to see, first, I don't want to make a Dylan Brooks or Macklemore play unless we know that Evans is out. Definitely, definitely. Yep. But it seems to be trending in that direction, so that, that's a situation where if you want to pay low at the shooting guard, there you go for a Dylan Brooks or Ben McLamore kind of player.
1: And, and when you're saying someone has a score, I mean I guess we could even think maybe some Marcus all there. You know, if if Conley's out, you know, Tyreek's out, who the heck's scoring? It's, exactly. I mean maybe maybe saw someone to, you know, choose too. I mean, we we both talked about before the pod that there's some other center options that we really like. Um, but I think Gasol can be considered.
2: Ben is thirty one hundred price tag for that's so that's another guy to look at as a low price, and then Dylan Brooks is a small forward option. That's a little bit tougher because there's a lot of guys at the small forward spot that I like, but he's at four- 4400 if you choose to not pay up for the small forward spot to go down, that's a situation where you can utilize him. So definitely want to keep an eye on. I think that's really an intriguing matchup. Both the Cliffers, Knicks, 730 Eastern time tip off, Trailblazers, Grizzly, 8 o'clock Eastern time tip off. We might know the information beforehand for both of those games, but certainly the eight o'clock Eastern time tip off one is going to be tougher. Yeah, yeah. That's an hour after now we have to put in our lineup. So just make note of that when you're thinking, Oh, Tyreek Evans might be out. Interesting. Just make note of that wizards bucks. We've already talked uh, ad nauseum about this. John wall again, Game-time decision with that knee injury. Moving over to the Bucks side. Matthew Dellavedova, my boy, is going to be out with a knee injury. Teletovic is going to be out with a knee injury as well. Not huge DFS guys anyway. Thunder Pelicans, no injuries to note for the Thunder. Anthony Davis will play with that bruised orbital bone. I think he missed a game Sunday or Saturday. Um, and again, high-priced option, in the power forward spot. Feel confident playing him uh, as far as that injury, but there's every single injury in
1: another son that he can get. Yeah, he finally had the game where he had to, he got knocked out and yep. had to leave early. We've, the ones we've been expecting. i on Right, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have to deal with it. It didn't make us look bad. Right, um, exactly. But yeah, it, originally they thought it might be a concussion, but he's been clear to that. Um, just a little bruise, so he's going to play. Yeah, I think you're right. He's, he's a fine play.
2: Celtics Mavericks, 8.30 Eastern time tip off. Really, Gordon Hayward only got a note for the Celtics. Seth Curry, Mavericks side, going to be out with a leg injury. McBob, McRoberts going to be out, uh, lower body injury. Injury, not really relevant injury for well not really relevant for dfs purposes yeah yeah. on the maverick side of thing uh hawks spurs 8 30 eastern time tip off a whole bunch of probable players for the hawks luke babbitt mike muscala miles plumley deandre Bembry. none of those guys really dfs purposes for me and then of course spurs tony parker Kawhi leonard still out and finally nuggets kings 10 o'clock eastern time tip off interesting injury here and i didn't really know about it. we kind of were talking about it off air beforehand it's like oh yeah, Paul Millsap—he's a game time decision too. He had to miss Sunday's game or parts of Sunday's game with the wrist injury. That becomes a bigger deal. Not so much for who comes in for the Nuggets, but who steps up for the Nuggets if Millsaps out.
1: Yeah, I think you're completely right. I mean, Gary Harris had to sit out. He's back. He could help the scoring. But I think you're, it's the big thing here is, is Jokic could could be forced into at least a, a pretty high usage rate. Like they're they're gonna have to go to him nonstop in the post um, if Millsaps out. I,
2: I absolutely love that play. I don't. I don't feel great about saying this because a lot of my biggest value plays, a lot of the guys I like the most have really stunk lately, like <laughs> really stunk. But to me, I think Jokic at under 10,000 and we'll get to that under 10,000 is my, by far my favorite play of the whole night. Yeah,
1: completely agree. We talked about it before, with, um, you know, right at the beginning with the uh, Deadman going yes. off against the Kings, you know, Kings defense. This is the Kings again. It's the worst um, defense uh, against centers for Fanduel points in the league. It, it, this is going to be a great, great play. I would I'd put Jokic in my line. That's, that was one of the first guys I saw in there and had to plug in.
2: Other side of things, Buddy Heal will be a game to decision with the ankle, and then Vince Carter will also be a game to decision with his illness going on. So let's transition right into what I think is going to be the biggest question for your slate, especially in cash game lineups, not so much tournaments there are six 10,000 plus priced guys available Monday with as many injuries as we've seen with as many three K and around priced guys out there and still more injuries to come likely. I mean, this happens every single time we do podcasts injuries come up right afterwards. Does it make sense to play two or even three of those 10,000 plus priced guys?
1: I think it makes sense. It's possible manageable. I get it. I think, you know, the guys we talked about, there's, there's so many guys that are almost at minimum, which is crazy. It's like 3000 guys, but I still, I, I don't love, maybe if you do two, 10,000 specifically guys, yeah. as soon as you start using an 11,000, a 12,000 guy, and then a 10,000, I think you're really hurting what you can do at the bottom of your roster. I think once you start getting, you know, three, 3000 or low 4,000 guys, you're kind of hurting your upside. Um, I don't love it. I think it's possible. With the with the you know the players that are here, but I, I don't prefer to do that.
2: I agree with you. I think it's tough. I tried to get three eleven thousand guys in there, and it's not even so much that the three thousand guys aren't great plays. We'll get to my lamp, and I think I would like to make one change beforehand, and I'll tweet out afterwards. Knowing what we do now, I couldn't get the three thousand guys and the eleven thousand guys in there because it really kind of shorthanded me as far as what I need to do. Giannis and LeBron are both LeBron 12,000 price. Giannis is 12,000 price. Uh, LeBron is 11,600. Yeah, yeah. You put both those guys in there at small forward. That means you take away an option like Dylan Brooks, who could step into Tyreek Evans is out. That means you take away a few other guys like Robert Covington, who is under 7,000 price too, that you could use at the small forward spot. And then cousins, another 11,000 plus price guy. There are multiple centers that we like. That are lower priced That you just can't I mean I know what Cousins can do We understand that At this point But you're now making it So you can't play Any of those other guys Including Jokic We both love Right So that's where it's I I don't It doesn't make sense to me To play multiple 10,000 price guys Unless you really are in love with somebody's match, but I don't really think that that's that's that one spot. Yeah, and I think you can save about a thousand
1: and get a very very good nine thousand dollar player and pair it with one of those top guys. I just think you're really limiting what you what you do at the bottom of your roster once you you start stuffing with you know two or three of those eleven ten thousand guys.
2: I think this next question is important if you're not going to do the Dylan Brooks route, if you're not going to do the Covington route. Who again? I think I mean we'll get to that in a little bit of a spoiler in your lineup. You do like Covington. If you don't want to go the Brooks Covington route. You have Giannis and LeBron as the top two small forward option. Again, Giannis, 12000 priced. LeBron, 11600 And then you have George, Paul George, and Jimmy Butler, who are near each other in price too, as kind of like the second tier yeah. at the small forward yeah. spots of Paul George, 8500 Jimmy Butler, 8300 I want you to pick one of each from both of those tiers to use in your lineup. Who do you like? i had a really tough time with this one this one's this one got me for sure
1: but between Giannis and in in lebron i think i'm just going lebron solely because of the price drop you know there's it's if you save 400 bucks i don't know if there's gonna be a huge difference in the production there so it, it was kind of a toss-up for me so i just kind of went more with the the guy that was a little a little little bit cheaper you know i'm saving four hundred dollars and then with with um paul george and in butler I, I think butler's just been more consistent lately he's, he's been putting up You know, pretty big numbers like 40s, 50s. George has kind of had that huge game. Then what the heck was that? (laughs) And then huge game. You know, he's got the upside. He's got the the huge, you know, big game potential. But I just like what Butler's been doing a little more consistently lately. So I feel a little more comfortable, you know, grabbing him.
2: I'll start with the second half of that question. I really think that Jimmy Butler, to me, is the more automatic play over Paul George. Now, again, their price is similar. So there's some questions. And I think maybe in a tournament lineup, maybe Paul George ends up being that guy that gives you. A higher ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I think the floor that Butler is giving you, especially in cash game lines, is is automatic. At 8,300 going against a Hornets team that's allowed the top five most FanDuel points to that small forward spot. They need the scoring to come from somewhere. I think that Batum coming back helps the Hornets defense, but not enough so where Butler's not going to be an option. So I like him over George. And I actually like Giannis over LeBron. You talked about the 400 price savings. I think this is the one week in the year, or at least one week that we've been doing the podcast where that doesn't really matter, given so many 3000 price guys. I want a guy like Giannis who is going to give me a higher ceiling. Not Phil Braun can't give me a higher ceiling, right? but who's the more consistent? That's kind of what we're asking in this question. Who's the more consistent higher-ceiling guy? I'll take Giannis. I'll give him a chance, especially in a prove-it type of matchup against the Wizards, who might be out their best player. I think it's an Otto Porter, uh, Kelly Oubre game that covers Giannis, and I don't think either of them can really stop him necessarily. So I'm going to go with Giannis at 12,000 of those two guys yeah
1: like i said it was more of a toss-up for me i think i was looking at Giannis's game logs against the wizards last year and he had a couple pretty big you know double doubles in there um so i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt if he had another huge game i just lebron is saved 400 dollars. he's just been really balling yes so i he I'm, has I'm, I'm kind of banking on that again.
2: I th- I don't think you're wrong. Um, we'll get to, it. I mean, we'll find out cause we, we actually went different directions on that yeah, when we're doing a yeah. lineup. But again, a little bit too much teasing. Let's first touch on the road optimizer lineup. The optimizer lineup went a different direction than any of the rest did. We talked about how we didn't want multiple 10,000 price guys in there. Well, look who has it in there. The optimizer lineup and they don't even have an accordance with the injuries that have really taken place either. So Russell Westbrook against the Pelicans, 9,900. When I saw this price, I thought immediately, Russell Westbrook is going to be in Ben's lineup and lo and behold, he's not, this is like, this is right up your alley with the lowest price guys. I want to utilize, utilize him. Right. Why are you staying away from him?
1: It's just, he hasn't, he, he's not doing what he, what he did last year. It's just that's he's not doing it. He's not putting up triple doubles. Every freaking game it's, he's just not doing it. And that's, that's what happens when you have two other, you know, former all-stars in your, in your lineup and you have Paul George and, and uh, Carmelo Anthony. So I just don't think, I don't think he's got the, I mean he's got the ceiling he does like he can go off in a yeah. single game I just don't think he it's going to happen I, I don't and, I'm and at 9900 that's that's expensive
2: I'm staying away too he hasn't really had that many 40 plus f- fan point games for a guy like Russell Westbrook who last year was easily along with James Harden yeah. the highest priced players and you would roll him out consistently to much success I don't know if that's the case this season the optimizer lineup also has Eric Bledsoe against the Wizards at 6300 that becomes an intriguing matchup I think if Frazier's playing if Wall's playing I'm staying as far away as possible but Bledsoe at 6300 he's had 28.3 19.4 28.4 47.2 and then a 17.8 game that's about as inconsistent as i can get and i don't want that in my lineup, especially when i know i have two potentially two three k price point guards that are going to get me at least 15 Fanduel points 20 Fanduel points
1: i like him i do i think like you said with that 47 point game Fanduel point game i think that that shows you what he can do he only played 22 minutes in the, the game where he only had 17. So it was limited minutes there. I, I don't, I'm not too worried about what he did there. I think he's going to be on a full workload against, you know, a playoff contender. Um, I think you're right. If wall plays, it becomes a lot less appealing, you know, to use him. But if he's going up against Tim Frazier, I think he can, he can handle that pretty easily. I agree easily. with
2: you in that sense, but we'll, we'll find out when it gets closer to tip off time, what that matchup will actually be. Andrew Wiggins, buddy healed. I don't think the optimizer knows that buddy healed is an injury designation report, but at 4,300 against the Nuggets, 6,200 for Wiggins against the Hornets. I think that both are interesting high upside plays. Small four Bogan Bodanovich. I always say his name wrong, but we'll go through it anyway. 4,200 <laughs> for the Magic. And then Evan Turner, 4,000 against the Grizzlies. I'm not huge on either of those guys, but I am fine with Anthony Davis at power forward against the Thunder at ten thousand eight hundred, and then Derek Favors, who's really stepped up lately with Gobert out at sixty eight hundred and at least an intriguing name against the seventy six ers squad that could be out Embiid, could be out Holmes, could be forced to start a couple smaller guys at that power forward spot. Derek, yeah, Derek Favors has been playing really well
1: without Gobert there. I th- I'm not if, if Embiid sits out, I think I'd be more inclined to use him.
2: Yeah. Uh, him against Amir Johnson. Price. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, oh, uh, you know, if favors are that 65 or I'm sorry, at 6,000 or even 5,400, that becomes a much more automatic Definitely. play in my yeah. opinion. But now he's kind of priced appropriately with Gobert out. I don't, I'm not I just, I don't love the matchup. If, if, you know, Embiid's in there. Right. You know, and there's a couple of their power forward spots you could pay for. We didn't even talk about Ben Simmons at all, but he's another guy that's over 10,000 too and has played extremely well. I think, a lot of people are going to pivot away from him because they see the Jazz and really, again, we've talked about this with that injury. That's not quite the same defense. I feel a lot more comfortable using Ben Simmons definitely, yeah, uh, against the Jazz without Gobert.
1: That's the, so. Yeah, I think a lot of people might be worried that this is. I think this is the first time, at least, that we've done the pod that he's actually been in the ten thousands now. So right. I think that must been might be like a in the last week or so he he got elevated up to that top. top and rightfully so after the yeah, oh, doubles absolutely. and everything
2: else, he's been a, a major surprise. Not so much surprise, but how good he has been how good how right consistently away. he's been good right. is the, that's the probably a good way of yeah. putting it uh the roadway optimizer center is using miles turner at 7500 not a bad play not a great play either i think there's a lot of different guys i'd rather use and definitely one guy that in particular we both are on so that definitely means stay away from jokic that's kind of what we're getting <laughs> back here because we're both super high in him let's get to our line has been teasing it quite a bit here Obviously, you went with Eric Bledsoe. You liked that play with the optimizer thing. I'm staying away from it. But I understand your direction. And then you're also going Tim Frazier at 3100. So Bledsoe at 63, Frazier at 31. I'm doing Calderon and Frazier. So two 3000 price point guards. I'm hesitant on it. I think if we find out that John Wall is playing, the Frazier play obviously is out. And I'm going to put in Mario Chalmers, who we talked about. 5400 is an okay priced player, but not great. So that's that's the direction I'm going. I had a hard time doing this mainly because, again, we're taking away two higher price pointer options I like in Kemba Walker against the Timberwolves and Kyrie Irving against the Mavericks. Both are in the 83 80, range. Yeah. And that's where if you play two of the 3,000 point guards, great. You got great value for them, especially if those guys are out but now you're taking away options elsewhere like kemba like Kyrie, and that's where i have some concerns
1: yeah i think if you if you're looking at kemba and Kyrie, I, the the timberwolves i was looking at you know before a couple weeks ago they're they're one of the worst teams against point guards but i think in the last five i was looking at their numbers and it's been a lot a lot better so i don't think
2: they've played anybody great true true. that's where i yeah. that's, i look at that as well and i'm like uh you know looking through the schedule okay it's not that great of teams but I did that in part because I I, I did the 3000 point guard option in part because I wanted to pay up at shooting guard, which set me up for a Bradley Beal at 7,900 and a Batum at 7,200. Again, we talked about Batum. We were so wrong on him last week. I think he's right back to those 30 minutes tonight, And we're talking about a guy that is a top 30, top 40 fantasy option. Overall, forget position overall. He's that kind of price guy. He's right up your alley where we're getting lower priced value for a guy that we know can do better. So 7,200, give me that, especially if wall is out give me bradley beal at under 8k i will roll that out every single time
1: yeah i tried to fit bradley beal in my lineup i couldn't afford him i think you're right even even with wall I think he, he might even play better with wall honestly I, that, that that's the crazy thing but um beal has been so good this season so I, I would not hesitate putting him in my lineup if i could afford him um and then but to yeah, I already mentioned. I love yeah. that play, too, that I have no problem with there. I'm going Dwayne Wade. We talked about that yeah. before as well. I just think he's the biggest beneficiary with, you know, all those those point guards out there with Shumpert and Rose out. I absolutely hate that his price is 6200. I absolutely hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it's like his highest price of the season. The, the, the amount of times I sit here and talk about how I try and get someone at their lowest price. All right. I, I hate doing this. I do it. But he's I think he had 50 Fanduel points the other night. He's. With another guy out chumpered out now as well. I just think he's going to be the ball handler that kind of takes takes over there. So I like that play and Roddy Hood. He's finally been stepping it up finally with no go bear no mm-hmm. hayward he's kind of a guy we all thought would you know do a little better than he has to start the season but it's kind of now just kind of clicking for him kind of like tj warren was before where true, he didn't really realize true. yeah i remember that you know he he was that second scoring option and he said 240 plus vandal point outings the last three so i think at 5800 that's pretty solid
2: i think i agree with you a tournament lineup i think that's a that's a good play because yeah. you know what he's capable of doing against the 76ers squad that you know stauskas is out so you have a Reddick that's kind of susceptible to that I feel okay about Rodney Hood at 5,800. Um, let's go over to the shooting guard spot. We have, of course, LeBron James at 11,600 in your lineup. And Giannis in my lineup at 12,000. You know, I don't think either are wrong. I would have no. loved to have both of them in there. Instead, I pivoted to that Jimmy Butler spot at 8,300. We talked about that before. I do want to hear why you think Covington at 6,800 is a good play against the Jazz. Is it simply because that Jazz defense isn't, doesn't have the teeth that we normally know it to be? I don't
1: think it's really necessarily even just the i think it is a decent matchup i, th- I think we're not uh, we shouldn't be afraid of the jazz defense anymore i think that's definitely a good point i just love what covington's been doing you know he just got that huge extension huge raise mm-hmm. um the dude's doing everything he's well, not he,
2: even that huge of a contract i thought they got a right. bargain for that honestly no, true, given for what Covington.
1: he was making though he was making like one million right right, right, right. but um I just I just love what he's been doing. I think he's a guy that has so much upside for his his multi category production. I say that all the time with him specifically because mm-hmm. I've used him I think the last like two or three pods. But I just I then he, he works yeah, every he, single time. He just he's just so good with with you know doing everything and, and with the um, steals and blocks being that three points now he he gets it like two or three of those a game. So that's. That's 15 points right there.
2: The only Without concern sport, is yeah. I think that there's just not going to be much scoring going on in that game. And and we've seen what happens when there isn't a lot of scoring. Let's go to that Warriors game. He only got 36 points. The Lakers game, too, which I thought was surprising, 21.7 Fandle points. And that yeah. was only last week that he was doing that. I know what you're saying with the steals and blocks. At 6,800, he looks like a, a tantalizing play. And then you go through his numbers. You're like, oh, well, wait. He doesn't have that many great games he said a 54 point game against the Clippers okay cool a 40 point game against the Kings two weeks ago all right you know I just I would rather that's not
1: horrible for like a a 6,000 price guy you know I yeah I think you're right like now that he's trending towards 7,000 I can see why that's getting a bit worrisome I I just think in that in that six thousand range I'm more okay.
2: Butler's the higher upside play, especially at his price at eighty three hundred. I'll take that over you know sixty hundred yeah. coming to every single time. Yeah. So that's that's where it goes. But it forced me then to play Jonas uh, Jonas Rebko against the Seventy Sixers at thirty three hundred. I will be honest. I'm pretty certain I'm going to be changing my lineup now. It depends on if frazier is officially ruled out then i think you know by the rules that we've established on this podcast i will change it i'll tweet my lineup out as to what ends up being again i think it'll be chalmers instead of frazier and i think i'd move down instead of and pay for something else differently but we'll get to that um, when that time arises right now, the rear is in my lineup at 3,300, I don't feel great about it. Looking at your lineup, you have Taj Gibson at 5,100. I feel much better about that. Even given Gibson's limitations, he's a lot more consistent than the 3,300 play I'm using with your epico. But if Embiid is out, if Holmes is out again, the 76ers are going to have to play small with an Amir Johnson with the Sark kind of game. And I think your epico does have some viability there.
1: Yeah. He, he had a couple, I mean, he's getting he's getting minutes for sure with mm-hmm. with, you know, he's being forced to play. It just depends. I'm worried because I just don't know what the heck the Jazz are going to do, whether they're going big or small. That that worries me. But obviously, if you're if you're paying for a thirty three hundred dollar guy, you know, there's going to be some risks there. So that makes sense um yeah for taj gibson you mentioned him he's not my favorite play on the night but he's a, he's a double yeah, double guy yeah, exactly consistent um, his, his coach runs their starters into the ground so he's gonna get a ton <laughs> of minutes you know only 5100 i i think that's that's fine for a guy that could potentially get you know 30, 30
2: i was struggling points. to find who my second power forward option would be and i kind of Gardenley went on to the Jason Tatum train. Uh, the Celtics are, of course, going against the Mavericks. He's priced at 5,700. I didn't feel great about it, but then I look in your lap and you have him too. So I feel a little bit better about that given how much you've beaten me the last couple of weeks now. I feel good that we have that in the same boat. He's had a
1: couple near 40 Fanduel point outings. I think that gives me hope for there. Uh, they're going up against the Mavericks. I was originally slightly worried about a blowout. But because Tatum's so young, I don't think they necessarily rest him or feel the need to... He gets
2: to, enough rebounds, too. Yeah, I, I don't think
1: the... I think he's got plenty of upside. For, he, he he's, he's young, needs punch. experience. He's going to get all the minutes he can handle. So um, only 5,100, what is he? Yeah, 50, well, 5,700. 5,700, yeah. That's, that's, that's a That's not price.
2: a bad option for a power forward slate that has a lot of high-priced options. Anthony Davis, Ben 7s being two of them. You look at Tatum at 5,700, I think it's okay. He gets the score, scoring points for that Celtics team, especially if Kerry Irving kind of wants to stay back i get that a little bit and then he also gets rebounds too I don't, I don't mind that And of course we're both on uh jokic as the best option i think would you say he's the best option overall he he's my favorite play of the night for good. sure all right yep. so i don't feel yep. so bad that i'm getting the joe bartle stink on him uh, <laughs> but 9300 there's a whole bunch of other centers to pay for i understand a lot of the reasoning behind it i don't think you're gonna find a better play at all than Jokic.
1: No, not only, you know, great play with the matchup, great play with, um, you know, Millsap potentially sitting out, but also, you know, he's only 9,300. That's, that's a great price going up against the Kings. I, he's, I, See a I huge think if he outing. was ten
2: thousand three hundred, I'd still feel comfortable playing him. So the fact yeah. that he's a thousand Whoa, less, I agree completely. Yeah. You know, so I, I I'm going with that route, and I'm waiting to be proven wrong. Of course, this is going to be the game where he gets fifteen points or whatever else. I don't know. I, it's tough. To, it's tough to envision a scenario where that's the case, but that's how it's been so far for the last couple of weeks when doing these DFS lineups. Uh, that does it for us in the Monday MBA DFS podcast. Of course, we love to hear their reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Ben in particular loves to see those compliments that you guys send out there. So keep sending them our way. It does great for getting the the podcast out there a little bit more and getting roto a little bit more coverage. So keep sending those out. And obviously, we love the fact that we're on FanDuel doing this. Uh, I, I haven't been winning a lot lately uh, against you, at least in that case. I've been doing <laughs> just fine. That, that's right. the thing. That's the frustrating thing about this. I've been doing just fine in 50-50 lineups, even tournaments to have been cashing in a lot of them but when I set lineups against you, the fact that I'm stuck to what I said is the tough part, and I have been losing. I like the fact that I can play you. I don't like the fact that I'm losing. So, thank you for FanDuel for providing that, at least in that case. Definitely, no, you gotta
1: love FanDuel. Everything about it, so many different contests, tournaments, different strategies that you can try and throw in there. So, it keeps me entertained. That's for
2: that's for <laughs> that's sure. Because you're beating me. Well, that yeah, that helps. That <laughs> definitely helps. If you want a free six-month RoadWire subscription, uh, and you can see all the defense positioning matchup tool that we like to use quite a bit, some of the notes that come out there, even updated injury analysis when it happens. You can get that by going to uh, fanduel.com slash RotoWire. Of course, it's your first deposit on FanDuel Voidware Prohibited. That also gets you set up for the NFL Sunday Million Dollar Maker. Some cross-category production there with the NFL stuff going on as well. Of course, I just got done doing the NFL Monday podcast with Joe Pisapia. We do that every Monday, and uh, he works with John McKechnie on Fridays to break down the action. Those guys are excellent. So good. Yeah. Excellent at what they do. They know their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I, I learn a lot, uh, but also I make a lot based off of what they say on Friday. So check them out. Of course, check me out if you want to and listen to the NFL podcast that we do. That again, does it for us. You can follow me at JB fantasy sports, Ben work that people follow you at at Ben man doing work still the best Twitter handle at rotowire and that does it for us we will be back again Wednesday we will not be uh ready for our Thanksgiving stuff we'll be ready to do that at Thanksgiving well not really the probably huge slate too with there's yeah. no games on Thanksgiving so it's no nope, uh, I think oh yeah you're right yeah so so there's gonna there's, be a ton of games we're front loading that Wednesday stuff there's <laughs> gonna be plenty to work through I think a yep. lot of injuries too to know because of everyone not really playing on Thursday. You can rest a lot of these guys, get a few time off. So it'll be interesting to know. Definitely a, a Wednesday slate to remember. That's for certain.
1: Looking forward to it.
2: Let's do it. See you then.